You are listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com. To stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Really hope you enjoy this session. Thanks for listening. So, Simon Hazeldean, Phil Jessen, Graham Jones for the saleschatshow.com. And on this session, we are talking about the very challenging topic of getting past the gatekeeper. Uh, before we uh, came on to make this recording, we were just sharing our observations and our thoughts from our, our clients. And pretty much the unanimous verdict is they're all saying it's getting harder and harder to get through to the decision maker over the telephone or indeed if in person if you're doing it that way. Um, and that, that the gatekeeper, secretaries, PAs, assistants are getting tougher and tougher with inbound cold calls that are to, to, to use the old parlance and that it's getting harder and harder and also that is backed up by quite a considerable body of research that says that businesses and consumers are becoming increasingly resistant to those direct sales approaches so we thought it'd be really important for us to spend a little bit of time helping you with this very very challenging topic so graham i understand you have done some research on this area? Yeah, I've been looking at uh, the whole concept of gatekeepers and one of the interesting things is the word gatekeeper itself and that's a negative word. It has all kinds of negative connotations. So salespeople perceive the first person they're likely to speak to in a negative, they've negatively framed the whole consideration of this person. And what the research shows us is that, I mean this was a study done in 2010 uh, in America looking at a whole range of different gatekeepers for the wants of a better word but it looking at all those people who are you are most likely as a salesperson to speak to on the phone and what the study found was that the people who do that job are actually quite interested in listening to you at some to some degree because what their job is to do is to find ways of making their boss's job easier so they're constantly looking for ways to do that but what they're not looking for is for people to sell them things or people who are perceiving them as negative and trying all kinds of tricks to get past them. So what they're really gen- they are genuinely interested in finding ways of improving their boss's day-to-day work, whether their boss has got to achieve particular targets or do certain things. Their job as a personal assistant, secretary, whatever their, their job title is, their job is to help their boss, and consequently they are always interested in finding ways of helping them. What they're not interested in is having people try and find their way past them. So it's not getting past a gatekeeper. The way it works, that the research shows, is that those people who ring those people up, who help those people help their bosses, they're the ones who get through the gate. So rather than seeing this person negatively, you see this person completely positively and you're helping that person achieve their objective, which is helping their boss, means you get to speak to the boss, which is what you wanted in the first place. So to some degree, this is an attitudinal thing. Because I I had an experience on a seminar recently where um, I sort of mentioned we were going to talk about this topic. And then one one of the participants said, oh, you mean you're going to show us how to get around... And then he used a, 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 
an offensive sexist phrase that they used in their office to describe what they would call the, 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 the gatekeepers. And I then engaged in a conversation with this guy to say, well, that's a very interesting way for you to be regarding somebody that you need to get on your side and you need to build a relationship and a rapport with because they're starting off from an antagonistic negative point of view straight away and I do wonder whether that guy's poor success rate would partially be driven by his attitude to those to those people. Well, if, in fact, that's what the research showed, that those people who are positive, who see their job as supportive and helpful to the gatekeeper, uh, those people are the people who get through, whereas those people who are trying to get round the gatekeeper are mm. the people who don't get through. So they might get through, you know, once in every hundred. So you then get to the, the kind of sales manager who's then saying, well, you've got to make 100 calls to get through one person. Actually, you don't need to make 100 calls. You need to make far fewer calls if actually what you're doing is trying to support that person who you first call. And what the research showed was that the one way you can support those people is to... All, the study showed almost unanimously amongst those people in the study, the PAs, the secretaries, and so on, almost unanimously was the number one thing that guarantees you get to the next kind of stage is having done considerable amounts of homework on them. Mm. So not only do you know the business, not only do you know their boss, but you know them. Yeah, we're talking about LinkedIn profiles. LinkedIn, do LinkedIn profiles, understand the person you're trying to get to, but also Mm. understand them. Because if you're trying to get to the director of, you know, whatever it is in the business, they will be connected, one of their connections will be their PA. Mm. So what you need to do is find through their connections who their PA is, and then you find out more about them. But doesn't your argument, Graham, assume that the gatekeeper um, understands what the boss has by way of objectives and doesn't it assume that the boss might have told the gatekeeper what he or she is trying yeah, to achieve but isn't the reality that most bosses say to the gatekeeper I don't want any cold calls I, I mean I imagine a lot of our listeners will be in that world where the they, boss has just said I don't want to be interrupted they don't want interruptions equally many of their emails will be filtered so that you know you will be replying to, to the, the person you know the name of the person but actually that person never sees those emails because there's another email address that's only used internally to get to them mm-hmm. and that's filtered before it gets to them as well so many of the emails the phone calls and so on get through but one of the things that a good PA does is to say okay you don't want to be interrupted but what do you want to be interrupted by what what should I put through to yeah. you mm-hmm. and so they know what will get through but you've got to be able to work that out. And the only way you can work that out when you speak to these PAs is to actually understand them as people rather than understand the boss. And what the research was showing was that far too many people spend their time trying to understand the boss and then use tricks to get round the gatekeeper, the PA, okay. yeah. Yeah. whereas actually what you should be doing is understand the first person you speak to. Mm. Okay. and then support them in what they need to deliver to their boss. So is the research suggesting that you would, on that first call, mention your research and say something along the lines of, I think we have something that might be of interest to your boss, Pat? No, or? I wouldn't talk about the boss. I would okay. talk about them. I would say, you know, this is what would be of interest in you to help your boss. Oh, I got so you. Okay. focus okay. much more on the person you're speaking to rather than... you. Know, 
there are all kinds of training courses, aren't there, that mm. teach you tricks to get round yeah. the the, yeah. the PA. Mm. Whereas actually, those are the very things that put them off. Yeah. So all those tricks, you know, were looked at in the research, and they're, they're basically saying, you know, we know all those tricks. You know, they've been on the training courses themselves, to, so <clears throat> they know all those tricks and techniques. So they just that's when salespeople feel that a barrier is being put up to them. Whereas that barrier disappears. The gate is wide open if what you do is you understand the first person you're speaking to rather than the person you're trying to get to. So the, the, the key to unlock the gatekeeper, which as we're saying yeah. is probably not a term that you would, that you would yeah. want to use, is to help them to help their boss. Yes. Okay, and their job is obviously to help their boss. That's their reason for yeah. their job. Uh, you know, uh, MD of a <clears throat> client to me recently. I was going for a meeting. Described his PA in the email. Said uh, they copied in the PA, and he said, uh, "You know, Christine is my right hand person. She'll yeah. arrange her." And he used that phrase, "right hand, yeah. right hand person." So mm. he obviously sees her as a highly valuable, yeah, yeah, you know, support to mm. him and his job, which is which is kind of plays to what you were, yeah, talking yeah. And about. we shouldn't forget that in. You know, many big businesses, PAs are paid more than some of the directors. Yes. So, you know, these are highly paid, highly skilled people who are there to make sure the business delivers. And they do that by filtering out or filtering in the most mm. relevant things. That means you've got to understand what it is they want to apply. You've got to understand them and their position before you get to the person you really want to speak to. And so the research showed that all of these PAs, secretaries, assistants were pretty sussed yeah. on all of the techniques and tactics that have been taught for the last 30, 40, yeah. 50 years and would see them coming. See them see, yeah, coming they know what's off. coming next. Okay, yeah. okay, fantastic. A couple of things that I, I would add to that. Um, I think one of the most effective techniques of handling the gatekeeper is to not to speak to the gatekeeper. And sometimes we forget that most of the gatekeepers tend to be nine to five types but if you phone the decision maker that you're after uh, at 8.15 the chances are that you'll probably get more direct lines going through or somebody will pick up the phone and put you through to that individual ahead of the gatekeeper uh, starting work. Yeah and a nice little tactic that I, um, it is a tactic um, that I heard about recently was to research the person and find out what they're interested in buy a book that is relevant to their interests and then send it to that person with a hand with a handwritten note and then that's a that's a potentially and the person who uses this uh, very very targeted obviously there's a cost to this but it's very targeted very personalized that wouldn't be one of your books well i have to say if obviously (laughs) if you have your own book then that that would potentially be a would be a tactic that I may or may not have used uh, a few times. But this guy is someone who'd not written a book, but he would find what the person was interested yeah. in from a business point of view and send them something that was relevant and valuable and that, with a personal note and then follow up on that and claims that that is really, really successful. That's interesting because one, one of the other parts of this research that I looked at was that um, in terms of what you should present to the boss, so assuming you've now got the gatekeeper and you're having a conversation and everything's working well then they will say well you know send us something that we can send to the boss and put in front of them because I think you know whatever you're offering is going to be of interest to them when people then submit whatever's going to be put in front of the boss most of the time 
it's irrelevant or inappropriate. And so what these PAs were saying in the research was the best people to write that material is the PA themselves. So write, because they know what their boss wants, they know what they're interested in, they know their personal interests, whereas you might not know as much. So what you do is you provide the PA with the resources for them to write something to put in front of the boss. Mm. In other words, they become part of your sales team now because oh, you've got this good relationship with them. And so that relates to, do you know what the person, you know, if you've got a book that they're interested in, yeah, that's great, and that might get them to think about you, but actually the PAs know more about what they're interested in than we might do, and so we should use them to decide what to put in front of the person. Mm. So it's part of a sort of a shift from the old school style selling to the more new style in today's modern society. Um, yes, this sounds like a lot more work, but you're going to have to be more targeted and focused on who you're prospecting. And, and also the old school just hitting the phones and banging in the numbers all the research and all the data that I've seen shows those success rates are falling and falling and falling and falling. That's B to B, but I guess B to C, business to consumer, they're even more resistant to, to, to that I now. Think, I think Graham's thinking is an interesting one. It, it sort of suggests, doesn't it, that the uh, the gatekeeper, the PA, is not the resistor, but we should see that person as the line of least resistance. Well, they're an enabler. And the yeah. enabler. Yes, that's yeah, they're an enabler, not, not somebody who's there to, mm. to stop us, but somebody who's there to help us. Yeah. And so it is about attitude, as you said earlier. If your attitude is that they are the person who is there to prevent you from coming in, mm. then you are going to approach that person completely differently as if mm. you approach that person as the person who's going to help you in. Mm. And Just, so it's about what this research suggests was it's about attitude. Just one other point on attitude. I think we all know what a, a morning on the phone feels like, uh, as to our listeners, and it can be, uh, on a bad day, uh, quite a depressing, flat thing to be doing. And I think one of the guidelines we can uh, uh, share with our uh, listeners is to always make sure that every single call ends on a positive. So even if we've made little progress on the phone that day, uh, I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that, accepting that and saying to whoever it is, okay, well, clearly nothing doing today, but I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll make a diary note to phone again in three months' time and uh, probably three months later you'll look through your uh, diary, you'll see something on the screen and think, oh yes, I remember that call and it will change your attitude and it will mm. become a more positive thing. You might even be looking forward to phoning back as you've made sure that you've left call one yeah. on a high rather than putting the phone down in a half thinking, well, I've got nowhere with yeah. that. And that, I think, is about being realistic, is that it is probably going to take several calls to get through to a prospect of any significance. Yes, you're going to get a few lucky breaks, but I think you could just phone on, a, on the wrong moment. You know, I'll, I'll often say to salespeople that indifference is indifference or rejection is not an uncommon reaction from a stranger who you've just disturbed from doing something else so you know to some degree sometimes there's a timing thing or you build a relationship a little bit and then you take it forward and take it forward and take it forward but that's interesting because another uh, research study that I was looking at uh, when I was doing all this work was um, looking at how many sales calls does it take to actually get through to, to somebody that you really want to speak to and it turns out that 80% of all sales require five calls or more. So okay. five calls or more before 80% of sales are made. 50% of salespeople give up after the first call. Mm. 
Right. 90% of salespeople have given up after the fourth call. Mm. So actually 80% of sales are being made by 10% of people. Mm. Okay, so, so that's the magic five. Yeah, so the, the, the reason for that is that their, their attitude is the person I'm speaking to is trying to stop me getting through. So I'm, you know, if they've stopped me, I may as well stop and I'll try mm. somebody else who won't stop mm. me or who's not wise to my tricks and techniques. Mm. Actually, your success rate will go up and you know, mm. you'll be persistent because you'll help this person is trying to help you. That's probably a good place to finish. That's been an interesting talk. So for me the reframe is potentially for the NLP people out there, is it's not a getting past gatekeepers, it's uh, working with them. Working with enablers, it sounds like, mm. and using different yeah. do using different language. Yeah. And actually as I'm saying those words, working with the enabler it's a whole different emotion there yeah. than the, the getting past yeah. the gatekeepers macho stuff yeah fantastic well thank you very much Graham for sharing that that's been Graham Jones Phil Jessen and Simon Hazeldean for saleschatshow.com you have been listening to a recording from saleschatshow.com to stream or download a huge number of other informative recordings that will power your sales success, please visit www.saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening.